hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's a pleasure to be back on the airwaves once again with you, the listeners. And it's fantastic to be talking about some playoff hockey and a good position that the Wild are in. Not a great position, but they're in a good position. I predicted it pretty much flawlessly, at least in terms of I predicted that there would be a split in the first two games of the playoffs. Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. Number two seed in the Western Conference against the top wildcard club in the Western Conference. That being the Minnesota Wild on the ladder right there. And that's going to be the case today. We're going to be talking about those two games. And then of course we'll preview the next three games Yes, the next three games, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we'll probably, yeah, obviously be reviewing those in the next show. So try to keep these coming Saturday or Sunday, probably Sundays, but sometimes Saturdays, if I can, I prefer that, uh, to do Brave the Wild, just to split things up a bit. And then, of course, uh, we'll be I'll be talking a bit briefly about the other brackets in the NHL, like the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens, which are playing live in the studio right now, the <coughs> Paladino Studios, as I like to call it, which is... Of course, is not really a, <clears throat> a real studio. You get the idea. All right, let's get on to the games. On to the games. Game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs between the Wild and the Blues. Thursday, April the 16th. What a fantastic game for the Minnesota Wild. Very positive effort. But to be quite honest with you, there is a player that I would name the most valuable player of these first two games. At least, you know, to open up this series. And he doesn't wear a Minnesota Wild jersey. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not trying to uh, agitate anybody. It's just, uh, unfortunately, I would have to say it is <laughs> the St. Louis Blues goaltender, Jake Allen. Yeah, Jake Allen is the uh, so far the most viable player of this series. Devin Dubnik was awesome in this game, but at the same time, the Minnesota Wild defense was so good that he didn't really have to face a whole onslaught of goals here. Minnesota Wild started things out very positively, and for the third consecutive game <laughs> since returning to the Minnesota Wild, Jason Zucker was at the fourth fourth consecutive game. Jason Zucker scoring again, opening up the postseason very early, only two minutes and 47 seconds into the first period. Jason Zucker and Justin Fontaine <laughs> hook up for a goal. I think those two guys are going to be very, very key for the Wild's success throughout the playoffs here, to be quite honest. But Jason Zucker, again, with his explosiveness to the net, and he scores. <laughs> it's just That's just how he gets it done. Might be the best goal scorer on the team, and in fact, that's about where I'm leading right now, that Jason Zucker is the best goal scorer on the Minnesota Wild. Not even Zach Parisi. Don't know, don't know how you guys feel about that, but at the same time, we're just going to have to go with it. It was one nothing Wild for quite a while. Wild's defense just absolutely fantastic. They got 20 blocks in the game, even 25 hits against a team that most people were thinking was the more physical of the two. They're going to beat up the, the St. Louis Blues. Were going to beat up the Wild. You could have said that two years ago, without a doubt. The Blues would have beat the crap out of the Wild. Remember, remember when the Blackhawks beat the Wild in only five games, and in fact, the, the one victory for the Wild was after the, they were down three games to zero. It was like big, big, big bleeping deal anyway. And the Blackhawks ended up coasting to a Stanley Cup championship. The Blues would have been big bullies, beat the crap out of us. Even last year, the Blues looked like they probably would beat us in a series at the time. But right now, the Wild taking it to the Blues, and it's fantastic. And kind of looked like we got in our we got in their heads as well, which was really cool. 
Ultimately, Matt Dumba also getting a power play goal in the game early in the second period with that rocket shot once again. And then he did what many people think is a Batman pose. Or was he coughing? I have no idea. But whatever it was, we appreciate it. And he is a budding star on this team. I'm not saying superstar just yet, but he is a budding star. Because obviously superstar way too early in this conversation. But what what a nice game for him. And a very interesting point that was brought up early, or that was brought up just yesterday after the the non-victory for the Wild. A very key stat is that Matt Dumba in the victory... On Thursday, April 2nd, the Game 1 victory, he only played about 11 minutes because, well, they didn't need him out there on the offensive side as much. They wanted to focus more on defense because they were ahead. And then when you see Matt Dumba out there for 18 minutes, it's because they were desperate. The Wild were desperate, playing from behind the whole time, hoping to get some type of goal out of Matt Dumba, which unfortunately did not work out because Jake Allen not only was good, but he was quite lucky. In the second game, I'm getting ahead of myself already. Jake Allen, though, making many, many, many big-time saves in this game, but luckily, Zucker and Dumba drawing blood, drawing early blood on those St. Louis Blues, and the fact that the Wild were leading 2-0 for the longest time had a lot of us quite happy. Well into the third period, when Jaden Schwartz finally scoring for the Blues, it took it took two and a half periods for the Blues to finally score in this series. Dumba was good, the defense was good, all that good stuff. Schwartz scoring, though, and then Mikhail Granlin as the uh, the Wilds defense shutting things down so well. Mikhail Granlin adding an empty netter with about uh, 2 minutes, 15 seconds. No, 1 minute, 15 seconds remaining in the game. We were all excited. Looks like we won this thing. 3-1 to one game. <laughs> and then uh, we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. We turned the puck over. Just a stupid play. And Alexander Steen scored a shorthanded goal. And the reason why the St. Louis Blues with an empty net were shorthanded was because <laughs> David Backus tr- uh, tried to cross-check uh, Mikhail Granlin. In fact, he did cross-check Mikhail Granlin, who just simply grinned at him. He just smiled at him, and that was it. Great job, Backus. Good job uh, Good job putting your team at a disadvantage when they need a sixth skater out there. That's the whole point. So they had to, <laughs> they had to pull the goalie just so it would be 5-on-5. Five five. Like, that's, that's smart. But hey, the Blues score, and it's a 3-2 to two game. Now we're all scared. Luckily, the Wild, though, dominated the puck after that, and Pominville was able to rocket the puck down the ice, or should I say slide the puck down the ice for his first uh, goal in the postseason. Well, everybody's first goal in this, in this particular game, of course, because it's the first game and there was no multi-goal score. Yeah, nah, no multi-goal score in this game anyway. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. Jason Pominville netting it 40 seconds later. So to think... A very interesting stat here, a very important stat here, is that the Wild scored two empty net goals in this game. Two. What does that say? That says that Jake Allen only gave up two goals in this game. Yeah, that's right. The Wild scored four, but they <laughs> only two were against Jake Allen. And then they only scored one game in game two. Yeah, that's, that's quite unfortunate, isn't it? Only one goal against game two, so Jake Allen... A 1.5 goals against average so far in this series, facing about 50 shots total. That's not bad. Save percentage way, way into the mid-90s, to be quite honest, out of Jake Allen. Has me a little bit concerned, but hopefully the Wild can solve him at some point. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Mm. Um, I am, am I concerned? A little bit. 
a little bit. If the Wild can gain home ice advantage and play like they have home ice advantage, which they haven't been doing lately, but if they can get that done, they will win this series. They'll go up three games to one. Maybe maybe have to give up game five. Maybe wrap it up in game five. How cool would that be? The possibility does exist. Um, yeah, we'll get to what I'm about, what I'm thinking in these upcoming games, because we will be talking about games three, four, and five very shortly. Let's talk about game two. I don't have a whole lot to say, other than Jake Allen was fantastic, and he was also lucky. Saturday, April the 18th, and again, the Minnesota Wild looked like they had gotten to the heads of the St. Louis Blues in that first game. They were playing tight. They were nervous. And at the same time, the Blues were doing everything they could to instigate a fight, get things going, to uh, goat the Wolves, or the Wolves, what am I talking about? The Wild into a fight, goat the Wolves, ha! <laughs> goat the wild into a fight and it just the wild just would not bite and boy were they getting frustrated even uh, a massive hit on Chris Stewart didn't goat him into a fight we appeared to have them we, we, we appeared to have them beat in a nice way in that game drawing a lot of really positive national attention saying the Minnesota wild looked like a fantastic team and a lot of people do agree that the winner of this series not only gets to the Western Conference Finals but gets to the Stanley Cup Finals and that's with a possible matchup with Chicago in the second round. Most people think the Minnesota Wild or the St. Louis Blues will be going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, to be quite honest. Chicago, yeah, I'll be talking about that shortly. <laughs> Seeing a score flash in front of me, and that stinks. Yeah, but yeah, and just because, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. Saturday, April 18th, Minnesota Wild lose 4-1, to one, but it was really 3-1, to one, if you know what I mean. Just like how the Wild didn't really win 4-2, to two, it was most like more like a two-to-one type of game, almost, in a way. I I don't even know what to call it, but basically like a two-to-one type of game. If the Wild weren't totally stupid and got kind of crazy in that extra man advantage situation, or, or, excuse me, extra skater situation, not extra man advantage. Love all the St. Louis Blues media would just automatically give all their players the top stars, and they didn't even give a Minnesota Wild player a top star in the uh, the first game. But without a doubt, like like I talked about, on the last episode, <clears throat> Vladimir Tarasenko is is the key to this series in a lot of ways. Vladimir Tarasenko and Jake Allen absolutely 199% are the keys to this series. Jake Allen being the goalie and being fantastic. <clears throat> he only had to stop 24 shots, but yeah, the goalie, the goalpost helped out into the stanchion and all that stuff. Of course, the puck bounced out when it came to the stanchion for the Wild in this game. Yeah, I'll get back to that in a second. But bad Vlad, Vladimir Tarasenko with a hat trick in the game. Hmm. Sucks. And the third goal was in the empty net. So it's not like the, the cleanest, uh, it's not a clean, full-blown hat trick, but it is a hat trick nonetheless. Congratulations to Tarasenko, and that sucks. The Blues scoring two goals in the first period, both by Vladimir Tarasenko, Alexander Steen, who's been a huge value in this series, along with Kevin Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk more on the offensive end than the defensive end, that's for sure. Steen has been <laughs> he's been a valuable piece for the St. Louis Blues, without a doubt. As Vladimir has just been absolutely fantastic. Two goals in that first period, so kind of a reciprocal of the first game, which of course is the exact opposite. Not that the Blues were getting in our head, <coughs> pardon me, our heads, but they simply were up two to zero and we're and we're winning the game. Second period. It was kind of like an even matchup, back and forth, back and forth between the two teams. Eight shots, or no, ten shots on goal apiece. Pretty active, and both goalies fantastic throughout that period. Uh, 
just unfortunate to be down 2-0 like that against a you know a guy who had 37 goals during the season. But but I suppose it happens. Minnesota Wild were unbelievably good in the third period. They score very very early. Marco Scandella with a broken stick scoring <laughs> first assist of the of the postseason for Thomas Vanek and Charlie Coyle. Both of them huge factors in this game. Thomas Vanek was not good in the first two periods. But in the third period, he was fantastic. He was making plays, setting up potential goals, creating big scoring chances. That just didn't work out because Jake Allen was stopping everything that came his way. And yes, the goal post, uh, <laughs> the goal post saved Jake Allen on a potential <laughs> goal uh, uh, by uh, Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle just about had it. Just about had it. It hit the goalpost. Unbelievable. Nino Niederreiter had an had an awesome chance to score. And then David bleeping, I hate his guts, Bacchus. Butt kiss, whatever you want to call him. Pardon me. I, okay, I had to say it. Nobody likes the guy, so that's why I said it. Uh, got his stick in there at the last second. Knocked the puck away. And the Wild do not tie it up, unfortunately. And then Patrick Berglund on a, <clears throat> a situation that was a, a tough one for... For uh, Devin Dubnik, kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. It, it was a situation where if he went one way, someone else was going to score. And it ended up being Patrick Berglund in this one. Quite unfortunate. It almost was Tarasenko, to be quite honest. But Berglund ultimately buries it with two minutes left. So instead of the Wild tying this thing up and and, and away we go, rock and roll, we got a chance to go up 2-0 to zero in this series. Berglund scoring with two minutes left. Minnesota Wild have a relegated to the empty net type of situation. And there was a, there was a, a deal where uh, St. Louis was about to go on a breakaway as Devin Dubnik was heading to the bench. <laughs> he had to turn around and he actually made a nice, uh, in fact, a great play, saving the game at that point. But ultimately, Tarasenko would bury it and then the hats would hit the ice. Uh, a lot of people thought actually that was Tarasenko that scored in that Berglund situation, but it was uh, the Berglund goal. But it ended up going to old Bergie, the former Calgary Flame. And uh, that was the dagger, to be quite honest. Unfortunately, in fact, it really was. Because when you're down by two goals and relegated to the empty net, the odds of winning a game in that situation slim to none. And the Wild do not win the game. Tarasenko with the hat trick 4-1 to one in favor of the St. Louis Blues. And we go back. To the Saint Paul, to the Saint Paul XL Energy Center, in hopes of the Minnesota Wild can protect home ice because they do have home ice advantage in this series at this point in time. If the Wild simply protect home ice, they win the series in six. Well, gosh darn it! I picked the Wild to win the series in six, didn't I? Hmm. Well, we'll just see where we're heading in that one. Ultimately, a couple of very good games. The Minnesota Wild did well in these two games. I am not sitting here thinking, oh boy, woe is us, in any way, shape, or form. I think the Wild will play very well in XL Energy Center, and I feel very confident at this point in time. And I think many a Wild fan does as well. Most of us were more scared coming into the series, but Game 1, the way we tended to, or the Minnesota Wild, I keep saying we about everything, but you get the idea, the way the Wild uh, pretty much let the St. Louis Blues pick on the attempt to pick on them all they wanted and all we did was smile at them and then score basically we won the score battle not the not the not the smacking people around and instigating fights battle because it's just not worth it ultimately the hits 36 apiece extremely physical passionate game of hockey here in game 2 unfortunately the score not in any way reflecting 
how good of a game it was and just how close the Wild were to tying this thing up and potentially winning it. Because two goals were scored in the final <laughs> in the final two minutes, unfortunately. Or let's call it one one fifty eight of the game. Quite unfortunate. The first one a dagger, the second one empty net situation. It just is what it is. And we're gonna have to settle for a split, and I feel confident at this point in time. It was the first time since two thousand three the Minnesota Wild led one nothing in a series, and I do remember very well when the Minnesota Wild defeated the Vancouver Canucks in the second round of the 2003 playoffs. They wound up and won that series. The other time the Minnesota Wild went up 1-0 in a series, they beat the Colorado Avalanche way back in the good old 2003. And that series ended the same way the other series ended. The series last year with Colorado with a Game 7 overtime victory. Back then it was a good old Andrew Brunette who is now one of the one of the coaches on the team. The power play coach, basically, is what he is. Special teams power play coach. And, of course, last year it was good old Nino Niederreiter who almost tied this game, if not for David Bleepin' Backus. All right, so what I'm going to do, I was going to flying all over the place in my head what I was going to do. But, no, it is going to be a two-segment show. I will take a break now, come back, preview the next three games without, like, overdoing it because it's the same team. So it's not they're not going to be long, overly detailed previews. It's going to kind of, kind of be a three-in-one situation. In a sense, in a sense, but I will have predictions uh, as things as things go. So there it is, and then after that, I will talk about the the NHL playoffs as a whole briefly. But at the same time, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun conversation. And continue to predict how things go as well. So we'll be back right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Back here on Brave the Wild. It's time to do some previewing. Preview three games in this series. It'll carry us through game five, which could possibly, possibly be the end of this series if the same team wins the next three games. But I'm not quite heading that way just yet. Just trying to be careful here. Alright, so here we go. Monday, April the 20th. Game three. Minnesota Wild host the St. Louis Blues. Where do the Wild go from here now? Because there have been a mix of... Certain players. Bergenheim played in the first game. And then in the second game, you had you had Jordan Schrader and Matt Cook out there. So where do we go with those fourth line? It's the that's kind of a that's kind of been a key so far in these games is the the fourth line. It's been uh it's been a uh, it's been a topic of conversation, to be quite honest. 
Jordan Schrader. And, yeah, Ryan Carter has not seen any playoff action for the Minnesota Wild yet. But, yeah, the fourth line is Braziat Cook and J- Jordan Schrader in the second game. In the first game, you had Bergenheim out there. And at the same time, and, and then the Wild won the game. So it's kind of like, what do you go with? Do you go with speed or do you go with physicality? And Bergenheim's ability to just score and his experience and all that. Jordan Schrader is a good, you know, he's got a lot of speed, but his accuracy leaves something to be desired. He had some legit scoring chances in the game, but unfortunately, <laughs> Mr. Schrader overshot the net like multiple times in, in situations he probably could have scored. Legitimate chances to score. So there was some frustration from that side of things. Ultimately, it is kind of like, where do you go? I pretty much would not be against putting Sean Bergenheim back in there at this point. I liked Schrader's element of speed, and it just kind of depends. It seems like the Wild were fine without him in that first game, to be quite honest. And I like Jordan Schrader, don't get me wrong. And I've been really, really impressed with Jordan Leopold as well. The other Jordan, the other former gopher, whose name is Jordan, (laughs) which is quite funny. Um... He, he just he, he adds an element to this defense. Just just a lot of common sense, intelligent, high IQ hockey out there. Keeping the puck in the zone. Just the right place, right time, all that good stuff. I've been very happy with him, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would hope the Wild go back with Bergenheim in the third game. That's what I highly recommend, to be quite honest with you. It's been driving me crazy to see what the... <laughs> it, to see where the wild head in this thing, do you, do you go with the speed? Do you go with the physicality and and the uh, the experience? I I'll go with the physicality and the experience. To be quite honest, it, it, it's just a shame because I really like Jordan Schrader and and that's what's driving me crazy about it. You figure that he's going to add the scoring element to the to things more than a Bergenheim, but to be quite honest, he didn't. The other thing that is driving me crazy is the fact that <clears throat> ju- ju- that Justin Fontaine was not out there in favor of Matt Cook, or was it? Schrader. I mean, it doesn't really matter, to be quite honest. Just the fact that, well, Bergenheim and Fontaine were out. I'd rather have those guys back in there. And I think that's where, at this point, Mr. Mike Yo is going to head. That's my guess. Not really sure what Matt Cook added out there. Didn't really see all too much out of him, to be quite honest. And Schrader, again, multiple scoring chances. He'll tease you with that, and then he won't score. Hopefully, he can add that if he is back in there. And I'm sure we will see him at some point in this series. Hopefully not just a desperation situation where the Wild suddenly can't score on Jake Allen to save their lives. With all of that said, I think Game 3, the Minnesota Wild are going to win this thing. Something along the line, uh, lines of 3-2, to 3-1. to one. I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two victory for the Minnesota Wild. I think the, I think the home crowd is going to be a big help. And I do think the Wild will build off that energy and continue to play sound hockey. I think the Wild protect home ice in a 3-2 victory in game number 3. As for game number 4, don't be surprised to see the St. Louis Blues come out with a fire and to tie this thing up. The fans are going to get frustrated. They're going to get on Bacchus. They're going to get on everybody. It's going to be a grudge match in a lot of ways. Game number 4 is going to be a black and blue game. And the Blues will probably frustrate the living bleep out of us all and win the thing. Maybe maybe we'll get some bad calls. Wouldn't be surprised. Just Just a game like that just seems like it would favor the Blues. And over the top, and, and I know the Wild have been matching up with them physically, but I could see the Blues come back, tie this thing up, make it two to two, 
in game number three or four, pardon me, Wednesday, April the second. Probably a three to two, four to two type of game in favor of the Blues, maybe four to two with an empty net type of thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking might happen. Something like that. And again, not four goals. I never picked four goals against Devin Dubnik, and I'm not picking four goals in this situation. It would be because it went to uh, the, an empty net situation, and then the series is tied. And I think the Wild, who have had a pretty good history in Game 5s in the past, not the best, well, they didn't have a good history last year, <laughs> unfortunately. But I think they're going to bring back some of that old 2003 magic where they always won the fifth game. And I think the Minnesota Wild win in St. Louis on Friday the 24th to put themselves in position with a 3-2 lead in this series. Either way, if the Wild protect homeites, ultimately, I think they uh, come back when I do the next episode a week from now, Saturday or Sunday night. I think they come back with a 3-2 lead in this series. That's ultimately my prediction. I think a Game 5 situation, it's going to be one of those deals where I think the Minnesota Wilds solve Jake Allen once and for all. I think they come out with an absolute vengeance. I think they score early, and I think they score often. And we're talking a 5-2, 4-2 type of victory for the Wild without an empty net. Possibly 5-2 with an empty net situation, but I think the Wild dominate uh, in, in, a, in, in that fifth game. I, I think they shock the St. Louis Blues, and the old Blues doom <laughs> comes back to haunt them in that fifth game. That is my prediction. And as for game six, well, I picked the Wild to win this series in six. I'll leave that alone until we come back, but ultimately you can guess where I'm headed. The Wild would finish things off in that situation. That's where I think this series is going to go. We're just going to have to wait and see what exactly does happen. But that will be the score in that particular scenario. So let's do a brief roundabout with the other NHL playoff series just to kind of just to kind of talk hockey and enjoy it. I mean, I, I love the playoffs in general. Ottawa Senators, I'll, I might as well start with them. The top team in the Eastern Conference, well, actually, no, they're the second team in the Eastern Conference. I don't know what I'm talking about. The Montreal Canadiens lead the Ottawa Senators two games to zero, but right now, early in the third period, the Ottawa Senators maintaining a one nothing lead, and what kind of sucks is <laughs> Hamburglar's not in that because he's not been that good, unfortunately. He, he's not the same guy so far. Because in Game 1, he gave up 4 goals. In Game 2, he gave up 3. Just not quite the same guy. Craig Anderson, the guy who shut out the Minnesota Wild much earlier in the season in net. Guy with a very uh, bald head, very follically challenged. <laughs> but he's a very good goalie. The Ottawa Senators might be staring at a Manny Fernandez, Dwayne Rollison situation over there. As unbelievable as Hamburglar Andrew Hammond was in this series, Craig Anderson is the type of goalie who is more than capable of being a legit, extremely valuable, very good goalie who can shut down <laughs> the, their opponents regardless of how talented they are. If it's the, uh, the Montreal Canadiens or the New York Rangers or God knows, Tampa Bay Lightning, whoever it is, Craig Anderson is a very, very capable starting goalie in the NHL. Ottawa Senators have a good thing going there, but they need to start scoring. And unfortunately, Carey Price hasn't been giving up too many goals. He's, he's given up some. <laughs> that first game was a very high-scoring game. For a lot of people's liking, to be quite honest with you. So, there it is. Ottawa looking to make this a 2-1 to series and hopefully keep themselves afloat here. They lose tonight. It's over. There's no way you're going to come back. You're going to win four games in a row against Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. And that series has been nothing but uber-physical. You have the whole situation with P.K. Subban breaking a guy's wrist. Great job, guys. Great job, Subban. That's uh, fantastic. 
<laughs> and some people think he should be suspended. Some people think this and that. I do think he should be suspended because that was a uh, you know he injured the guy on purpose. That was uh, completely messed up. Not really sure what he was thinking with that one, other than I don't know. He just doesn't care. He just wants to injure people. I guess. Good job. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. <sighs> Boy, yeah. I mean, hmm. I'm just gonna leave that alone. Mm-mm-mm. So let's uh, move on from that series. And into the Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks series, which some people think, ah, they're just going to lose in the next round anyway against Anaheim and Winnipeg. So, ah, well, let's talk about it. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? The first game, well, my prediction is looking positive as the Calgary Flames go out and beat the Canucks. And then the second game, the Canucks looked pretty damn good against the Flames. In fact, they dominated that game in a lot of ways, unfortunately. So now that series is tied one game to one. I still think the Flames ultimately win that thing in... Mm, something like, yeah, I still think they're going to win that thing in like six or seven, probably seven. It may take seventh game, and the Vancouver Canucks seem to not be very good at protecting home ice in seven games, ultimately. I predicted the Ottawa Senators to beat the Montreal Canadiens in seven games. Right now, I think Montreal's going to win that in six, so I might have to kind of temporarily change that one. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning and Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings go in and do really good in the first round or the first game, win a three to two kind of a tight battle, and then the Lightning crush the crush the Red Wings five to one in the second game. That series knotted up at one apiece. I still think the Lightning ultimately win that series. That's where I was headed in the beginning. Pittsburgh and New York tied one to one in that in that series as well. The Penguins looked pretty solid in the second game. The Rangers looked like the significantly better team in the first game, but the Penguins nice returned in game number two, playing some better defense and scoring timely goals, ultimately a one-to-one series. I still think the Rangers ultimately win that one, but I do think the Penguins are going to give them the fight for their life, to be quite honest with you. Really happy with the New York Islanders pulling out the victory, going up two games to one in that series. I still feel the New York Islanders win that thing in six. I'm definitely sticking with that. Two very good goalies going at it. Talbot and Halak. The goalies in that series are fantastic. And I think the Islanders' history and, well, just... They're kind of a younger, hungrier team, to be quite honest. I think the Capitals have had their chances many times over to win. Yes, they have a lot of talent, but I think the Islanders... And old, or old, yeah, and young Tavares are going to kind of... Are going to move forward. Kyle Oposo, all those talented guys. Nick Letty who, well, unfortunately should be a member of the Minnesota Wild, but we all know what happened there by now. At least I think we do. I think the New York Islanders continue to do what they've been doing. <laughs> and they ultimately win that series in six. Winnipeg and Ottawa. Wow. Very low scoring. And I pretty much predicted that. A very, very, very low scoring series, to be quite honest with you. Two to Yeah, yeah man. It's just, uh, I don't really like either one of these teams. But ultimately, the Winnipeg Jets and the Anaheim Ducks, they're two physical teams. Uh, yeah, the, the Anaheim Ducks scored four goals in the first game, yes, which was a huge surprise to me. And that game gave me even more confidence that the Anaheim Ducks were ultimately going to win that series. But I figured the Jets would push this thing to seven. A two-to-one victory for Anaheim last night to go up two games to zero. I still say the Ducks win this thing. It might end up being only a six-game series, to be quite honest. But who knows what's going to happen when the series shifts to Winnipeg. i got to think home ice is going to highly, highly favor the Winnipeg Jets. But the Anaheim Ducks look awfully good right now. But I don't see them going too far. 
In fact, I would not be surprised to see the Flames or the Vancouver Canucks. And I do think the Flames ultimately could beat the Anaheim Ducks in the second round, to be quite honest. That's kind of where I'm headed with that one. Nashville and Chicago, that series is now two games to one in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks. It looks like Corey Crawford is pretty much going to get the Blackhawks out early. And that seems to always be the case. It seems to always start off the playoffs really poorly, unless he's playing against us. But, eh, well, <laughs> the Wild were starting to solve him, to be quite honest. And he gave up three goals. The Nashville Predators up 3-3 three game, three, three to 0 early in that game. And then the Blackhawks come roaring back after Crawford is pulled. And the Blackhawks ended up winning that game in two overtimes. Just a heartbreaker for Nashville fans. I can't even imagine what that felt like. And then they kicked Crawford's ass in game number two. Congratulations to them. 6-2, to two ultimately, in favor of the Nashville Predators. I'm sure they were thrilled about that. It's like, yeah, we got this sucker now. But then, unfortunately, for the Nashville Predators, they don't win today. 4-2 to two in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks. Just did not go nearly in favor of Nashville today. The Blackhawks look like the better team, even though the Nashville Predators put 37 shots on goal. Man alive. Yeah, and uh, ultimately, Darling has been a darling for the... Okay, pardon me. But yeah, he's been a darling goalie. <laughs> he, he's the goalie darling for Chicago Blackhawk fans right now, stopping 35 out of 37 attempts by the Nashville Predators. He's outstanding, or at least he's been outstanding for the Blackhawks so far. Crawford did not look good the, the first two games in this series, and I think Darling will be a net for the time being. Man, oh man. Yeah, we're probably going to end up playing the Blackhawks in the next round if and when we do ultimately advance. Renee, definitely not the guy that he was earlier this season. Four goals all against Renee. Ultimately, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. And it was a home game for Chicago, so no surprise on that side of things, but it's still... Blackhawks up two games to one. It does not look good for the Nashville Predators. And a lot of us were really, really hoping the Nashville Predators would take care of business and beat the Blackhawks. If only they could have won that first game. Who knows? They could have been up 2-0. That would have been really nice. Still does not mean the Blackhawks win the series, though, because St. Louis won up two games to zero last year. And, well, Blackhawks came roaring back and won four games in a row. I think the Blackhawks win this in six. And, damn it, that sucks. That means the Minnesota Wild will have to play the Blackhawks even when they do ultimately beat the St. Louis Blues in six. So with that, I'm going to put a wrap on this show. Apologize if I was kind of a little bit all over the place, a little bit crazy, but it's a lot to cover in a short amount of time, and it's not like I was able to watch every single game super duper closely. I kept up with what I could, and I've enjoyed it very much, and I love to talk about it because you like to see how things are going to build up and build some opinions as we move forward. That's partially what radio is all about when it comes to sports. You like to just give your opinions and, and have some fun. And, and you can definitely do that by interacting with me on the Twitter account at Brave the Wild. Of course, all one word for Twitter. And look up Brave the Wild on Facebook. Simply search in the search bar, Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show. You should be able to find it. Simply click like. If there's one that says group, don't go to that one. Go to the one that's a page or company, whatever. Whatever it is, if two different, uh, if two different options pop up, there may be one that said group long ago. I can't even remember now. But ultimately, look for the one that is a fa- that is called a Facebook page. Click like on it, and you can interact with me, and that would be great. There's also the phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. 
and you will hear your voice with mine on here, and that would be quite fantastic to be to be honest with you. And I got to think many a Minnesota Wild fan wants to talk playoff hockey, and you're more than welcome to do that on multiple venues <laughs> via Twitter, the uh, the Skype phone lines, and of course the Facebook page. It would be nice. Also, if you like this show, you really enjoy it, and you'd like to help me out. I'm not asking for a donation here, just simply, <laughs> and donations would be welcome too, just saying, but I don't have anywhere to receive the donations yet, I should think about that, but anyhow, totally off topic there, um, yeah, obviously, well, to help the show, like like the earlier, you know, just follow, just pay attention to that Amazon commercial earlier by simply clicking on that before you shop, but also, a really nice way to help the show would be to write a review on iTunes, give us a nice rating, it would be greatly appreciated, and I will give you a shout-out on the show, and thank you very, very much again. Thank you so much for your listenership. Do tell a friend about the show, and yeah, it'd be nice to hear an encouraging word, what you do like about the show, maybe what you'd like improved as well. Very welcome again. So thank you so much. We'll be back where I do believe the Minnesota Wild will lead this series three games to two, and will be on the verge of at least getting to the second round for the second consecutive year. 